We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve perich joined as always by dusty evely sarah kelleher and our special guest this is our fan episode we had plenty of submissions this year thank you guys for all doing that but uh We've got we got Pete Ramond here. And, uh, Pete, why don't you say hi to everybody? Give them your Twitter handle so everybody knows who's who's going to be talking to them with us uh, today. Hey everyone, it's so good to be here with you. I have listened to the show so long, so I'm going to fan hard today. Uh, <laughs> my, my Twitter handle, not that anyone needs to follow it, is at Scotland Backers. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to this. Thanks so much for having me. I don't know why you chose me. That was a, that was a really <laughs> dumb move on your part, but I'm really happy about it. No, 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 no. Don't say that. I'm the one who always has the self-deprecating humor. We can't have two of those on the <laughs> podcast at the same time. So, no, you just enjoy the fact that you're here. Uh, we really enjoyed your submission, and, you know, you always bring great questions. And, you know, as we kind of talked just a couple of minutes ago, you were the one responsible for all of last week's episode. Like, you came up with a question about um, about creating a movie centralizing around the Packers and who would be cast. So, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, we're, we're really excited to have you here. 
And I hope in the intervening week you've been working on the script because I know Hollywood is going to want to get hold of this. <laughs> oh, clearly. But with it, it'll probably cost a fair bit, but it would be a great movie. They're on strike, Pete. We can't write it. They're on strike. We're not crossing the picket line, man. We got to wait. You know, we got to wait till this is over. Point. That's a very good point, Dusty. Solidarity. We will say uh, we got uh, Pete. We're excited to have you here. We we had quite a few. I can't remember how what the number was. Quite a few people kind of put entries in last week to try to join to join us this week. A lot of really good entries. Tough decision as always, but uh, yeah, it, Pete, we're excited to have you. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of bribery. You gave us a good question. I know you sent us all uh, treats at some point, so you know that 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 certainly factors in. If you want to get on, guys, just just send us goodies. Uh, that's a that's a really good way to kind of grease the skids there. But yeah, we're hyped about this. It's third year in a row doing this. Uh, we're really hyped for this. Yeah, we always love doing this. It's always one of my favorite episodes of the year too, just because. We talk a lot, and I know when I listen to a podcast, sometimes I'm tired of hearing the same people talk over and over again. And so it's nice to bring in different perspectives every year. And Pete, we know you've been a longtime listener of the show, too, and that always makes things fun because over the years, we've definitely developed a rapport with some of our listeners on Twitter. Um, So being able to bring you on for a more extended conversation, um, it, it should be really fun. So I'm excited, and thanks for saying yes. Thank you again for having me. Honestly, really looking forward to this. And yeah, I've listened to you guys for a long time now. And it's kind of strange. Uh, you know, you really develop after listening to a podcast for a long time. You start to feel like you know people. You develop, develop this weird sort of parasocial relationship with them. So it's so fun getting to chat to you all. But weirdly, I kind of feel like I already know you, even though I've never <laughs> met you before. You're like breaking the fourth wall. You're, you're here now <laughs> with <Yeah>. us. <laughs> And let's let's be clear. Dusty talks a lot on the podcast. Not so much. No, that's fair. So that's fair. I mean, we were running through all the questions that we got today on Twitter, which was a lot. And we're like, "That's a Dusty question. That's a Dusty question." That like, come on, guys! Like, give me a food question that I can answer here. I'm sorry for being smart. I don't know what you want me to do, Steve. <laughs> can you just dumb it down for the rest of us once in a while? Trying. I'm trying, no, man. No, trying that's hard. what makes it. That's what makes it good. That you know, that Rusty <laughs> brings some of the good stuff. You know, whatever. Uh, but what we like to do on this podcast now, um, whenever we have a fan on, we kind of want to get to know you. So everybody else who's listening can kind of get to know you. So we've got some some rapid fire questions, a couple of in depth questions that we'll go through, and then we'll give some time to you to ask us whatever is burning in your mind about the Wednesday Pack a Day podcast. I can't imagine that's a lot, but. See, self-deprecating. All right, Sarah. Sarah, we'll start with you. Sure. So first question, Pete, it's it's a pretty easy one. Just for everyone listening, you know, would love to hear more about you, where you're from, what you do, and how you became a Packers fan. So I'm from Scotland. I moved to Wisconsin back in 2014. And I would say I was a Packers fan before then, but I wasn't a proper fan. It was, you know, me and my friends, Every year, we'd always stay up super late to watch a Super Bowl and some playoff games, you know, and stay up until four in the morning uh, and have a great time. And the Packers were always my team. There was a few things about the team that uh, I really liked. I mean, I love the fact it's a small town team in, you know, in modern professional sports. It's so unusual to have such such a successful and storied team still playing where they are. And... 
also, you know, I love the fact that the Packers are community-owned. They're owned by the fans. That's something that really vibes with the way I think that professional sports should be run. And I think it's something that more, other teams should take more seriously. Uh, although I actually believe that the NFL brought in a rule to say that no other teams can be community-owned other than the Packers. But anyway, they, I always really liked the Packers. They were always my team. But then I moved to Wisconsin in 2014. And that's when I started watching football really seriously and oh my god what a season it is kind of hard not to fall in love with the game after watching that season and watching the Packers in particular I mean from the power of the running game watching Rogers throw these beautiful rainbows every week I mean watching um you know, watching the pocket break down and him escape from the pocket and out of all the chaos around him and out of everything falling apart, these moments of, like, beauty and innovation and creativity and spontaneity, um, I don't know. It was it was hard not to fall in love with it. And obviously, it's unfortunate that that particular love story ended up more Romeo and Juliet than a British rom-com movie. But, you know, all the good romance movies always uh, don't have the happiest ending. Yeah, I think it's weird that the, I, before that Seattle game was over, the the season actually ended. They just called the game. It, it's still to this day just it's it's insane. They just gave that game to Seattle without actually playing the whole thing. That makes me sad. <laughs> um, so Steve, you you are Steve Pete. Uh, You've mentioned it. We can hear your <laughs> accent. You are from Scotland. We know that. What's something that people assume about Scotland that is completely and totally untrue? So, this is actually kind of a hard question. Because uh, I was thinking about this, and the problem is that a lot of things that people think about Scotland probably are true. <laughs> like, are we drunk all the time? Yeah, kind of. Is it a beautiful place, but it rains every single day? Unfortunately, it's true. Uh, so, okay, what I've got is we don't really wear kilts. That's not really a thing that we do. It's, you know, unfortunate, but it's really only for weddings, special occasions. And even then, I was at a wedding a few weeks ago back in Scotland, and there was like two people wearing a kilt. So, yeah, no kilts, unless you work in the tourism industry. I was gonna say, I uh, I was actually when I was in Scot when I was in Scotland, I was in like a tourist store, and they had me try on the whole freaking outfit, like kilts and all. So, oh yeah, Did oh, you yeah. Should oh no, that they were so expensive. I was a college kid. I was like, it's good for a picture, and that's about it. <laughs> and I have no idea where that picture is, so don't ask for it. I was gonna ask how your legs look, Steve. Oh, I have good. good I have really good legs, Dusty. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Great. Yes, right. I do. Things I never needed to hear for <laughs> one thousand, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. You you knew it was coming, but this is the most important question of the entire podcast. What's your favorite Oreo? Okay. Well, it's double stuffed all the way, guys. Yes, sir. Excellent answer. Excellent. So, as, long as, it does, as long as it doesn't involve a golden, I'm okay. No, uh, it's not. Uh, I, I just knew that you guys are Oreo fascists, and so I just wanted to try and move <laughs> up, and it didn't even work. This is awful. Uh, I, I can't say the ordinary Oreo because that's just really boring. And so I tried one, and it was kind of disgusting, but I kind of loved it. It was the Cherry Coke one. And, you know, if you're going to have something really disgusting, why not have a Cherry Coke Oreo? It's a really good sales pitch, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hate yourself? Are you sponsored? Um, 
was that a product plug? I, I'm not sure. Oh. Hang on a second. Okay, if anyone does product plugs for Oreos, it is definitely free of you. You should 100% be sponsored by them. We've tried. Yeah, we've tried. We've tried. Yeah, we've tried. Trust me. The DMs oh, yeah. have been sent and we've been left on red. Like, we, we did an Oreo bracket buster during March Madness and oh, I yeah, even kept yeah. updating them and they did not care one bit. They are missing out. That is just, you know, <laughs> poor marketing on their part. I do I do remember the first time I ever tasted an Oreo, though, because we don't get them back home. And I was a kid. I think I must have been like 13, 14. And we did a trip to the US. And I remember we were in San Francisco. Um, and it was we had a great day, me and my mom. And we wanted to go to a classic American diner. And we found one. And they had an Oreo milkshake. And I had it. And I was like whoa what is this where has this been all my life now admittedly that was just them mixed up inside the milkshake then i had a real one and yeah loved them ever since so did you bring like a whole pack back home with you yeah i brought loads of packs home and they all got mashed up in the bag just eating oreo crumbs for for the next few weeks worst ways to live man worst ways yeah. to live oh, i love that um, well, speaking of traveling, next kind of get to know you question, uh, what's your dream vacation? Ooh, well, I mean, can you hook me up on one of those ayahuasca holidays to Peru there? <laughs> it's uh, a dream vacation, so sure. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a fine line between dreams and nightmares, right? Uh, uh, no, seriously, uh, I would love to go to Italy. Um, I've been randomly reading loads about the Romans recently. Uh, not something that I usually do, but I've started reading a couple of books about the Romans, and now I really want to go to Italy and hang out there and obviously eat some food and see some, you know, falling down buildings. <laughs> the dream. The dream. Um, I'm always the one who ends up asking this question, and I always end up like having to preface it. Um, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I believe you should love what you love with no apologies. Um, but that being said, Pete, if you have... Do you have a guilty pleasure movie? And if you do, what is it? I, I totally subscribe to that philosophy, Dusty. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to say Starship Troopers. Oh, uh, there we go. It's so fun. Anytime that is on TV, I will put it on. And honestly, I think it's so funny. I think some people don't it's get so that it's supposed to be funny, but it's so good. That or Mean Girls, honestly, like, you know, I've got, I've got of that movie. That's a very guilty play. Two for two. Two for two. Great it's answer. Classic. Absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Which one? Starship Troopers or Mean Girls? Or both? <laughs> oh, oh, well, both. But I was talking about Mean Girls. I mean, that's one that it's, again, if it's on network television and I'm just kind of cooking or doing things around my place, I'm like, yeah, I'll put that on in the background. There's just some good laughs in there. Honestly, I think it's one of the great movies of the 21st century. That might be taking it a bit before, but I'm going to, I'm going to, that's the hill up Maybe, maybe just a tad, just a tad far, but I mean, uh, I'm with you. It's a really good movie. I don't know, but yeah, I, 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 I can feel your enthusiasm for the movie, so I'm a little swayed for it. I appreciate that. All right. This is always a good one. If you could uh, pick one person to narrate your life. Who would it be? So it's like somebody's following you around and just talking about all the stupid stuff that you do and, you know, all the fun stuff you're doing. Who who, who would you love to hear narrating your life? Oh, who would I love to hear? Well, you know, this is hard. Um, I do feel like it's got to be a Scottish person. Like there's lots of good potential narrators, but I feel like my personal narrator probably needs to be Scottish. 
I'm going to go with Brian Cox. He's got that big, yes. drunk, beautiful voice. You know, obviously uh, got quite a few fans over here now, thanks to Succession. But you sent me this uh, this question earlier, and I was thinking about it, and then I was worried, is my life dramatic enough to warrant Brian Cox narrating <laughs> it? Probably not. So probably what's closer to who should narrate my life is uh, uh, Dan Castellanata, who's the guy who does the voice. Homer. <laughs> and Homer as well. Oh, uh, he does Groundskeeper Willie. So I think I'm going to have to have him narrating my life. That's probably that's better, good. Better Has that answer changed for anybody else? Because now that, that Dusty made the joke about casting Charlie Day as me, that's all I can hear as the narration of my voice. <laughs> that was fantastic, by the way. I loved that was it. Really good. I hate it. I, I hate it, but it was good. I also love Bob Odenkirk uh, for you. I've, I've always loved Bob Odenkirk. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. And then last get to know you question uh, will lead us into the Packers discussion. So everyone listening is probably like, finally, we're going to talk about the Packers on the Packers <laughs> podcast. Um, but it's your favorite Packers memory. My favorite Packers memory. Um, I think it's between the divisional round game against the Cowboys in 2014 with that incredible ending or perhaps. So, OK, this is a really weird one. But for a moment in time, it could have been my favorite package memory. For a moment in time, and this was the, the divisional round game against the Cardinals uh, in 2015. At the end of the game, before overtime, we will pretend that didn't happen. Before overtime, the progression of plays where Rodgers is backed up in his end zone, it's fourth and 20, there's less than a minute left on the clock, and sometime, somehow he managed to take it down the field. And get that gets that second Hail Mary a few games after the the miracle in Motown. I don't think I've seen a sequence of plays that has made me feel that level of feelings before. And we'll stop it right there. Now, here's the thing, though, right? I mean, my entire Packers fandom has been uh, always had uh, a heartbreaking ending, and this kind of you know chimes with my experience of uh, being a Scottish football fan or a Scottish soccer fan. We love to do heartbreaking losses. We love to do ultimate defeats. I mean, you know, for me growing up, Scotland didn't qualify for a single major tournament, no World Cups, no European Championships from 1998 until a couple of years ago. For a soccer mad nation never to even to get to qualify for the World Cup, and it's worth saying anytime we have been to the World Cup, we've never managed to get out of the qualifying rounds. So. I'm used to heartbreak being a sports fan. And yeah, so I'm just going to go with that. 2015 uh, NFL divisional round game against the Cardinals that, that, that broke my heart. But oh, there was a moment there that was just pure beauty. I, I hate that my immediate thought is McCarthy should have gone for two. Because it, that's, I mean, it, it, it automatically, it gets rid of, I mean, that's, that's like I said, that's the joy and heartbreak of sports. Like those just insane moments. That was Cobb was out. He's throwing to Aberderis and Janice. Like just an insane sequence that he had no business completing. And just you go from the highest highs to like the Cardinals scored like two minutes later. To when that game in overtime. And you can't separate those, but you're right. I mean, that's the, I try to, I try to remember those moments as much as possible because it is this. There's, there's those huge moments. You remember how you felt, but then you also know how you felt immediately afterwards. And that's what always, that, that's what always takes over, which, which sucks, but that, that just an insane sequence still. Um, 
Oh, we're going we're to turn the camera on us for a second here, Pete. Um, I'm going to say, so you've been listening to Pack-A-Day for a while. Uh, what Do you have a favorite memory from Pack-A-Day? Something that kind of maybe drew you in or a highlight from from any time listening to, you know, over the past few years, however long you've been listening? I feel like I want you to come back to me in like one minute so I can actually have a chance to think about this, this response better. I, there's not a moment that immediately jumps out. But rather, there are relationships uh, that you hear, right? So I feel like I've been listening to this from the beginning. So I feel like I've heard the three of your relationships develop over time. And you become, you know, at first more and more comfortable with each other's with each other and then grow to love each other. And then the banter between the three of you is absolutely fantastic. So probably my favorite moments. I'm sorry, Steve. Are you getting ripped out by everyone else? Yes. Fantastic. Because here's the thing. Perfect answer. I can tell that Dusty and Sarah love you. And there's so much love and affection in all of their taunting and ripping. But yeah, wow, they get you good sometimes. Appreciate you, Pete. Checks in the mail, brother. Yeah. Checks cleared. Cool, cool, Um, cool, cool, cool. I am, though, really glad that it's not... Oh, Dusty and Steve for two and a half years making children's jokes at Sarah and saying that she drinks out of juice boxes and all of that. We do need to bring that back. That is a good point, Steve. We stopped doing that. We really stopped doing that. Yeah, because I'm like an adult now, so it doesn't play anymore. (laughs) Honestly, the only criticism I have of your show is that you're now all too nice to each other. You know, you need to go back to a little bit of that ribbing. (laughs) You know, We've talked about that when it's and, and I think we're trying still trying to get back in the rhythm because it had been for a little bit only two of us on the show. It was me and Steve or me and Sarah, and I'll be out next week, and so it'll be Sarah and Steve. And we're always nicer when there's the two of us. And sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to kind of get back in that like yeah, we're excited that, to see each other together. Yeah, again we gotta get and, back in that rhythm again. And it's, yeah. it's been too disjointed. So I, you know, we'll work on it, Pete. For you, we're gonna we'll work. Thank on you. It. Being a little meaner to each other. I mean, you just do need to try a little bit harder. <laughs> we'll work on but it. Yeah, huh? in the early days, it was it was brutal. It, it's we totally went in the opposite direction because you think that the longer that you've known each other, that you would be meaner. But we just <laughs> right out of the gate were like, "Hate you, hate you, bad opinion, bad take. We're gonna make fun of you." Um, but maybe that's why we love each other because we've just absolutely roasted each other for years, and then we're like, "Ah." Eh, they're not we've been, too bad. we've been through the fire. We've seen we've seen the worst of each other's souls. And look at us now. <laughs> For God's sake, I suggested Antonio Brown should be a Packer. <laughs> I mean, I was rightfully roasted for that. That was awful. Yeah, that was immediate. Sarah and I were like, no, no. Dude, no. I'm like, well, come on, we need to get Aaron Rodgers another weapon. And then like a week later, I was like, Yeah, that's a really bad idea. They shouldn't have really I'm really glad they didn't do that. Like, what is being a Packers fan if not coming up with ludicrous takes that you regret immediately after? We can't all be balanced and objective like Andy Herman is on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Andy's the worst. Should we rip on him? Do we rip on him now? Is that what we're doing? Let's, let's get yeah, him. Let's get I Andy. I mean, the first time I met Andy, I smacked a beer out of his hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely an accident, but he deserved it, clearly. <laughs> Uh, all right, Pete. Next question: What is your outlook on the season? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Just kind of walk us through, you know, record, wh- whatever you're thinking is going to go down this season for the Packers. I'm really optimistic. I'll be honest. Now, obviously, there's a big question mark over the quarterback, and the reality is that no one has an answer as to how good Jordan Love will be. 
we have some small indicators, but really we're talking about snapshots of games and a few practice sessions that you know people have seen. We don't really know. What I do know is that the rest of the squad around him is really good. And I think if we can stay healthy, we are going to have a really good season. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. So my prediction is I am sure that we're going to make the playoffs. Absolutely certain. Uh, so I'm going to say... 11 and 6. 11 and 6. That's my prediction. But, wow. I mean, look, we do this every year, right? Sure. In the preseason, we say the defense this year is going to turn a corner. <laughs> I know it hasn't so far. They have to at least <laughs> once, right? Yeah, if we say it enough times, it'll finally happen. Yeah. Um, like a, a what's that? The manifest. We're manifesting it into existence. And look, well, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> On the other hand, another way of thinking about it would be to say that what is the you know definition of madness if not seeing the same thing over and over again and <laughs> never happening or whatever. Anyway, expecting yeah. a different result. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Steve. You got me. Um, <laughs> Even yeah, after yeah. you made fun of me, I still got your back, Pete. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is how it works. <laughs> To be fair, Steve, I didn't actually make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm like, sorry. You like when I get made fun of. Exactly. That, there we go. That's the <laughs> big one. difference, Pete. You're right. That's a big difference. I feel like we're manifesting alone on this show, the Packers having a good season, though, because between Pete and Schneidman, we've had a couple people on in the last few weeks that have all been very optimistic about the Packers. So maybe they'll, they and we can will it into existence. It's going to happen. Or at least the playoffs is going to happen. I'm not going to go any further than that. But we can, we can make the Super Bowl. It's not impossible. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> what if Jordan Love is actually really good? talking himself into it already. I like it. Like, we don't know. Jordan Love could be really good. I mean, he might be really bad. But I would think Jordan Love is really good. Oh I mean, do, do, you, Pete, do you want to get him a gold jacket already? Because that's what it seems like. I'm not discounting that. Because, I mean, you go with Red Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. I mean, he's guaranteed to be a Hall of Famer, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like the guy that came before Brett Favre. The magic man? The magic man. The magic man. Mm-hmm. He, he, he might have bought himself a gold jacket. Who knows? <laughs> Sarah, do you have the last one? I do, but I think Pete already answered it a little bit. We had oh, one yeah. that said, critique us. What can we do better to make the podcast better? Make fun of Steve. We'll just stop the podcast and be done with it. <laughs> no, you guys you guys genuinely do an amazing job. Um it's amazing you're still going after all these years. And yeah, I mean so you mentioned this earlier. Um I sent you a little package of Scottish candy one year. Uh, and the reason is I think I'm pretty sure it was just I can't remember if it was during COVID or just as we were coming out of it, but you know, we were all feeling really isolated and atomized back then. And every week you guys would beam into my living room or bedroom or wherever I happened to be. And it felt like I was having a little conversation with you all. Uh, So, you know, I happened to be coming back from Scotland and I was like, look, American candy isn't that great. Uh, This is one of my few critiques of America. You need to up your chocolate game. Scotland has some good stuff, and I wanted to send you all, given you guys talk about uh, food on a weekly basis. And little did I know at that time that corruption goes a long way and that I would be here sitting with you just a few years later. Really, bribery is really not Mm -hmm. that hard. It is pretty easy, yeah. 
<laughs> Any listeners out there, just do some bribing. It works. You know? <laughs> well, that's very kind. I guess maybe a better question would be... <laughs> to be fair, we don't, we don't give out our addresses to everybody. Pete was... <laughs> I did a little bit of research and conversation with Pete. I don't just give out my address to everybody. Um. But I guess maybe a different question would be, is there something that we haven't done on the show that you'd like to hear? Or maybe, you know, this season, typically we always do like Packers offense versus whatever team they're playing defense. I assume we will probably do that again this year. We haven't got our assignment yet. Um, But is there something that we haven't done or is there a different way that we should approach things? You know, we're always open to feedback. So curious since you're someone that listens to us every week. I want a live in-person show. Not necessarily live, an in-person show. And the three of you need to get together and record in person. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like if Steve gets uh, ripped on when you're all apart, I mean, imagine imagine the destruction <laughs> you can do to that man in person. <laughs> That's a good point. I'll bring note cards. That's good. Well, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed your first and last time being on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, this is what I'm here for, guys. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we, have the, we have talked about, you know, it is kind of crazy. We've all met each other at some point, but we've never all been together. Um, so it's something we definitely want to do. And when we've talked about when that glorious day finally comes, recording something or doing some sort of video. We even talked about recently, you know, doing just a live podcast it would obviously be over zoom or some sort of virtual format but doing it live and having people come in and ask questions so we're we're trying to get creative you know we've been doing this for a few years so how can we spice it up make things a little different and we i think i mean i don't want to speak out of school here but um i think we have the most fun when we interact with the people that actually listen to the show so being able to do that more is would be something that i think we all want to do i disagree right now but you know that's just yeah right now in this moment i think i can mute steve from here i think i can mute steve (laughs) (laughs) that sounds about right fine whatever you got a new third member of the podcast screw you guys i'm going home (laughs) you're already home (laughs) <laughs> Get him. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think you guys do a great job every week. It'd be fun. It'd be fun actually to hear you guys break down the like you know defense prior to a game because you're usually on offensive duties. Um, and I feel like Dusty, that's where your speciality lies. It'd be fun to see you challenge to do some defensive breakdowns potentially. But I, you know, I say that you know just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. When you're number one, why change up? That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, thanks. Look at that. Look at this guy. Uh, all right. have to balance out any nastiness to Steve with, you know, niceness to, to everyone. Sure, sure. Yeah, you got to be nice to the other two and this be a, a dick to me. I get it. That's fair. That's fair. You got to play into the podcast. Makes sense. Um, I was going to see if you had any questions. I don't even care anymore. But <laughs> uh, what questions do you have for us, Pete? Like, you know. Things that you, you've always been curious. Maybe we try to answer whatever we can on Twitter, I know, but maybe there's stuff that you're just curious about the interminglings of us or what goes on on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of wanted to know what it was like behind the scenes, uh, how you decide what you're going to do every week. And because I got to join you before you started recording, I actually saw a little bit of how the sausage gets made, which was fun. Um, okay, my but this is the question I'd like to ask. What is the most fun moment that the three of you have each had recording over the years? Is there a moment that sticks out to you uh, 
uh, either funny or great or meaningful or I think like honestly for for me uh, some of it is when you know the chaos is about to erupt when you know someone has said something and it's going to erupt and the one I know Steve's been taking it on the head a little bit uh, so far today but I'm not uh, that this is just going to lead into that a little bit more <laughs> for me it's it's Steve talking about like his favorite ice cream and vanilla was just like I know exactly how this favorite. is going to go. That was chocolate or vanilla. That was I know his how favorite this is going. ice cream flavor. It's one of it's like not the calm before the storm, but you know someone says something, you're like, oh, this is going to do. Or you could see going the other way, you could see like Sarah say something and Steve like winding up to say like, did you have any goldfish crackers with that? Because you could see him like getting I ready. Lean, to I say always it. lean forward and get closer he to the mean. mic. He's like waiting for her to stop talking so you can get it in, and like just the anticipation, like I know it's coming, but it's gonna be awesome. Those, those, I mean, we've had, I mean, tremendous guests on. We've had so, I mean, Schneidman. We talked about that becoming like a regular once a year. I think is amazing, but it's those little like because we know each other fairly well at this point. Those little moments of anticipation where you know what's gonna lead to like two minutes of chaos. I I love that little moment right before it all breaks because you just know it's gonna come and it's awesome. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. That's great. Yeah, I love it. I noticed, though, that you didn't trust Steve and Sarah to, you know, interview Mina Kimes with you, though. That, that one you kept yourself. Listen, listen, I do what I can. I make time where I can. I didn't trust Steve. 
You know, <laughs> it's completely fair. <laughs> I would have screwed, has- screwed that up. Yeah, we would have totally. She would have asked us some question and we didn't know the answer, and she'd been like, "Wow, idiots!" I just um, would have been like staring at the screen, being like. <laughs> <laughs> No, Dusty messaged us. He messaged us. So I did this thing. Did do you want me to just put it out independently, or did you want to take the the week off? And Steve, there was zero hesitation. We immediately said, "We'll take the week off. That's awesome. You do you. We know you're you're way cooler and smarter than us. So, and we support that." (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up for me. That that was that's a hundred percent like top moment for me. That was that was a huge moment. That was awesome. No, that was awesome. It was it was a great app as well. I think my favorite uh, my favorite is actually one that got taken off of the podcast. So oh, I uh, know what it is. <laughs> I know I knew that you were gonna say this. It was just it was a uh, Sarah had a a malfunction while while using some phrasing <laughs> talking about Jair Alexander. Um, it's I was not there that week, but Steve saved the clip so I could hear it. Yeah, and then he <laughs> saved the clip and sent it to Andy, too, and he made Andy listen to it. That was so funny. I, like, I literally, like, died. Like, I stopped. I'm like, Sarah, freezing! Like, it just, it was so completely innocent, and she didn't hear it. But I'm like, oh, my God, if we put that out into oh, the internet, gosh. like, People are gonna freak out, and so we yeah, didn't. It was bad. But yeah, so it was I, we, we'll I feel like I'm not gonna probe any further. We'll, we'll tell you after. We'll tell you. Yeah, after. we'll We're we'll tell you. After. That was Steve. Was like, I got on that next week. Steve's like, you gotta hear what happened last week. <laughs> it was horrible. Steve was sending it to, to Dusty, and and then we send. Because we don't have editing capabilities when Dusty is not here. And Andy is always kind enough to just help us cut the episode a bit better than what we're able to record when Dusty is absent. And so I sent him the audio and then Steve's like, make sure to listen at this timestamp for when Sarah says <laughs> needed, this we thing. We needed him to cut it, though. That was a reason. <laughs> like, we had to cu- please cut this section. And I was like, but also you need to listen to it. <laughs> And then he sent like seven crying emojis of like laughter. It was, oh, it was so funny. (laughs) It's really hard to pick one memory because there has just been so many chaotic moments throughout the years. Um, I mean, we already talked about the Antonio Brown saga. We talked about Mitch Trubisky, vanilla milkshake, all of that. Um, But I think one I mean, I always love when we have Schneidman on. Um, mm-hmm. He just, especially in recent years, he really just lets it rip with us. Um, I think he's comfortable with us now, which is awesome uh, because he's super talented and um, is a great writer. Um, so anytime we can we can get him on the show is really cool. Um, I'd say another highlight is when we had Sarah Spain on. That was really awesome. And that that was was really cool. Shout out to Steve because that was a connection that he had. And it was just, it was kind of surreal. Like, oh, we have this really famous or pseudo famous person on the show. And they're just talking with us. She got like a wine delivery in the middle of the episode (laughs) and went and like picked it up as she was continuing to talk to us. So it's just pretty cool whenever we have a chance to connect with people like that because I never would have thought in a million years that that would have happened. Um, and then I guess another would just be, I guess it, it, it wasn't even recording an episode, but it was the the draft year where Schefter dropped the 
Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have become so disgruntled that, you know, whatever that tweet was. And Steve and I hopped on a Zoom because it was and for literally I four hours, we're just sitting there waiting for the Packers to pick. We're texting Dusty because Dusty was at, I think he were with your family at like a watch party. And Steve and I were just in disbelief over all of the meltdowns on Twitter. And it was hilarious. I, I just remember shutting my laptop that night and, was, and and had a good laugh because I'm like, who would have thought that Steve and I, you know, when we met however many years ago, would just sit on Zoom together for four hours and hope and pray that, you know, at that time, we didn't want the Packers to trade Aaron Rodgers or do anything like that. So we were all just kind of holding our breath and refreshing Twitter constantly. Um, but there, I mean, it's been a ton of fun. I think that's why we all continue to show up and do this every week, because we we find moments where we're just like, what the hell is going on? But also, this is great. <laughs> okay, and so flip side question, Sarah, what moment recording this show has made you want to most murder either Dusty or Steve <laughs> when you got you got off there? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a particular moment, but it was rough. All the juice box, goldfish. <laughs> One day that was tough was when I I can't even remember what restaurant I mentioned. It was like Cheesecake Factory and you guys <laughs> roasted me into That's right. That was a good moment. Oh, that was like your favorite to, restaurant of all time or something. I was, I don't even know if I was 21. Like, I was so young. I, this is years ago. I was naive. I couldn't afford to eat a, at a nice restaurant like that. When I went to Cheesecake Factory, it was a treat. Um, but I think, I mean, it's just those. But I, I don't ever take them personally. I mean, we all make fun of each other all the time. When I go there with my boyfriend, they don't even give me the crayons anymore. I think that was like, it was like uh, like favorite food, like best food you've ever had. And she's like, mac and cheese balls and cheesecake. <laughs> That's right. Listen, those are really good. I won't lie. Um, but no, I don't, I don't know if there's been like one moment where I really was actually pissed off at either of you. I don't Again, think so. It's a, I, incredible I, if you think about it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shocking. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. are both incredibly supportive <laughs> of me as a person. And I, that helps knowing that you have my back at all times. Um, but I, if I think of one, I'll let you know. But I, don't, <laughs> I can't off the top of my head. Honestly, to me, and I think to all listeners, it come, just comes across as love. Uh, from all of you, you can tell the in and, in and amongst the insults that fly about. Uh, they're you know balanced by love and support in the way families are. Me, yeah, yeah well. sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Any other questions that are popping in your head? Swing back around to me at the end. I'm gonna. Okay. All right. Sure well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll do some final thoughts here. So, uh, kind of the way we always end this. So, Dusty, we'll start with you. You got any big articles or you know, Nina Kimes interviews that are coming up again or whatever? No, I'll be out next week. I mentioned that already. I'm I'm going on a little vacation before school starts next week, so I'll be out next week. But I've done um, this past weekend. I was on Packers Total Access with Clayton. We're talking about the uh, the Play Callers podcast series, which if guys. Have not listened to that uh, over at the Athletic. Jordan Rodriguez went through and interviewed uh, Shanahan, McVeigh, Lafleur, 
um, like McDaniel, um, and then basically everyone from that big coaching tree, kind of the evolution of that offense. So I was, I was on with Clayton this past weekend kind of talking about uh, the evolution, like that podcast, evolution of that offense, kind of what we expect from the offense and stuff going forward. That was a really, really fun conversation. He's a very, very smart dude. He's over on uh, Packer Net stuff. Uh, knows his X's and O's, all this stuff really good. And so that was that was a fun conversation with him. So if you've not checked that out, check that out. Um, I'll be on with, uh, I recorded it already, but I'll be on with Andy Herman this Friday. He had a, a, a week this week where he's talking he talked to, I think uh, we did Nagler, uh, Wes Hodkowitz. I think he's got Bukowski today, Justice tomorrow, and then I'm on Friday. So we recorded that. And that was a lot of fun. I always love talking about all the Andes. That was awesome. And then I've got something I'm hoping is going to hit in the next day or two. I'm almost done with it. I just have gone down too many rabbit holes. Is uh the fact or fiction series I'm working on at um, Packer Report, looking at the Packers' use of motion. I'm, I'm kind of looking at uh, the whole, we know Rodgers hates motion. How often do they use it in terms of the rest of the league and how have they done with it in the LaFleur era? So that's been really fun, as with all those things, eye-opening in terms of I'm finding things differently than I kind of thought I was going to and trying to unpack that and how that's going to potentially work this year. So hopefully that'll be up the next day or two of our Packer Report. So handful of things, trying to get cinched up, and then um, hopefully a quiet week for me next week. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, we didn't talk about it at the top of the show because it was uh, Pete's episode today, so it was all about Pete. Um, but Packers signed a Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> well, this is going to basically be my final thought anyways. Uh, Alex Magoo is how we believe it is pronounced um, after a quick Google search. Uh, he was USFL's MVP, had a, you know, Pretty darn good season um, there. My thoughts, he just looks way too cool to be the Packers quarterback uh, or even the backup. He just looks way too cool to be on the Packers in general. Um, but, hey, this is interesting. Um, you know, makes the backup quarterback position battle that I know everyone's following really closely this year um, a bit more exciting. Um, but other than that, you know, Dusty, you deserve a nice vacation. So hope you have a great week. Steve and I will – do our best. I mean, it'll be boring because we'll just be really nice to each other like we talked about. Um, but I mean, I, after this one, I don't know. I'm kind of chalked up here. I want to make sure that we yeah, give the, give yeah, the people Steve, what they now want. Now Steve's going to just take all his no. anger out on me next week. and <laughs> So it'll, it might be an entertaining show. But, yeah, you never know. Um, you never know. But uh, that's that's it for me this week. Alex is just too cool to be on the Packers. Those are my final thoughts. Uh, he has the looks, all the looks of being on the 49ers. Yeah, and then, it, like, being, like, their four-string quarterback, and then all of a sudden he's going to be playing in the NFC Championship game. So, so Brock Purdy. Yeah, exactly. Just a way cooler <laughs> version of Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy's a nerd. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a very cool Brock Purdy, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have too much. Hopefully you guys aren't hearing my dog snoring. <laughs> um, that's not picking up on my Yeti, but he's laying on my bed right now, and I can just hear him snoring logs right now so hopefully that's not picking up too much but um no i mean this is awesome i i love the fact that Pete came on and you know learning more about everybody that we, that in that we interact with is really cool so um just want to say thank you to him for you know filling out the form we appreciate everybody who did uh we'll do this again next year and we'll get get somebody else but pete just so you're aware there is kind of a a stipulation that we didn't tell you about you now have to start a podcast because we the last two people we've had on have started their own podcasts. And so I actually do always already do a podcast um, on a topic that I don't think any listeners here are going to be interested in. It's on Scottish politics. So there we go. You never know. 
you, but well, in that case, you feel free to tell us, tell some people about that, so that maybe you can gain a few more followers. Well, folks, if you're interested in Scottish politics from a left wing perspective, feel free to tune in to Contour Radio. I do a show uh, about once a month called The Enemy Within. Um, but yeah, uh, I also don't expect any of you to be particularly interested in that, which is fair <laughs> enough. I do have, though, a couple of questions because we sort of skipped some of the package talk. I thought you were going to go to Twitter questions. I didn't realize we were finishing up. So I do yeah, have. Yeah, we skipped that too, didn't we? That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I can tell that you guys have just had enough of me. You're like, okay, let's skip to the end. <laughs> but I do no, have a couple- no, you know what? No, we're jumping back in. We've got to jump back in because we did get some good questions and I want to get some opinions on these things. We got time. We got time to run. We got it. time. I got time. All right. Uh, first one. Which defensive lineman will get the most time next to Kenny Clark as a starter and why? How many snaps a game do you think LVN will get? So, um, Dusty, we'll start with you. We'll kind of, yeah, try to keep them a little bit shorter if we can. Uh, I know that's a task. <laughs> I know that's a task for you, my friend. Uh, but we'll Probably. try. We'll try. You know, Steve's got jokes tonight. Uh, I mean, I hope it's Devontae Wyatt, right? I mean, like, the, yeah, as that far was as my the answer. So him, we can keep it short that way, we, Dusty. You can just talk we about We hope that. it is. I wouldn't be shocked if TJ Slayton. We hope it's Devontae Wyatt. LVN, I did not look up the snaps for um, Gary because, I mean, the reports out of, I know Andy's been talking about this, the reports out of camp so far have been that he's, not running with the first with team with the first team. He's running with third team, which has no nothing to do with his ability or anything like that. They like to kind of bring those guys slowly along. Even if Gary's not ready for week one, like we may see kind of them slow play LVN a little bit. So we may see less than 10% of defensive snaps ramped it up to around 20% as the season goes on. I think that wouldn't shock me. I'd like to see him more, but just knowing how they treat those guys, that I, I don't think it'd shock me a bit if that's what they end up doing. It'll be bad if Y isn't the guy that's getting the most snaps next to Kenny Clark, given he was last year's first-round pick. In terms of LVN, though, I mean, I think that both from Gary and Devontae Wyatt, we can kind of see the Packers' modus operandi in terms of how they like to bring certain types of players through, and that is that they have a year in which they're getting very few snaps in which they're developing so that by the time you get to year two, they're really ready to hit the ground running. But I do think that the Packers, unlike a lot of other teams, are far more keen to protect their star players, their early round draft picks, so that because you know it's such a huge step up into the NFL, if you get exposed straight away, you get your confidence knocked, it can have a significant you know, it can be a real setback for a player. I think that's probably the right way, especially given the fact that we are unfortunately probably not going to be going for a Super Bowl this year. That is probably the right way to bring players through. So I wouldn't expect LVN to see that much playing time. All right, next question uh, from Rob. This is the most creative one we got by far. In an alternate universe where Wisconsin has been rendered uninhabitable uninhabitable due to sentient cheese curd uprising, where would you like to see the Packers play? No choosing your current state and a food add-on. What would the signature concession food be? So, um, I don't know. Dusty, do you have one ready to go? I got one ready to go, man. I'm going right. one of my favorite places I've ever vacationed. They do not have a team there. Uh, still small town vibe. So I'm keeping the Packers small town vibe. I'm going Portland, Maine. Now the weathers are a little harsher, uh, but you still do get you, you get the winter weather. You can get some. I think what I said the population it's about forty thousand less than Green Bay. Uh, winters can be a little harder. 
but that's one of that's like I spent a week there and just never wanted to leave. That's one of the few places I'd like. Ah, I I can see myself moving there. Beautiful place, tremendous food, tremendous drinks, walkable city, and my signature food is going to be. I mean, it's lobster mac and cheese, man. A little bacon on top. You okay. got the you got the Portland stuff because you're right you're right there. You got fresh seafood. You mix in the cheese stuff. I think that that would absolutely 100% be my pick. Sarah, what about you? For me, I'm just going strictly proximity, and obviously, I'm not allowed to pick the state of Florida. So I would pick right on the Florida Georgia borderline um, in Valdosta. Um, that's where I'd go because it's not a terrible drive, and I could go way more often than I go to see the Packers play now. Um, and the weather's decent. Would I mean there wouldn't be a, really any snow games? But hey, that's okay. I, I would be able to go, and I'm picking the selfish answer. Um, and then what would a, the signature concession food be? So uh, this is recency bias for me, but I just had over the weekend Greek fries for the first time uh, from a local Mediterranean place. And it was like shor- beef shawarma, f- um, rice, garlic fries, a bunch of cilantro, tzatziki, all of these house sauces. And it was the Greatest thing I've ever eaten. Um, it was so good, and it would it was per, a perfect handheld. Um, so at a football game, it would be great to have that easy. Uh, it had it all. It had the carbs. It had meat. It had seasonings. It had the sauces. Uh, ten out of ten. So that would be my pick. Better than GZK Factory. <laughs> Got her. Got her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm taking the brunt of this episode, so you can say one or two. <laughs> No comment. No comment on that. All right, Pete, what do you think? Where would you want the Packers to be if they weren't in Wisconsin? It's time for some international expansion, baby. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm going to say that Wisconsin's my home state, so I get to say Scotland. You know, back in that failed European expansion, we once had a very brief team called the Scottish Claymores. So the Scottish Packers, based in Edinburgh, and as for concession food, I mean, let's get some deep-fried haggis on the go. I know everyone's going to love that. You know, it's going to be a real crowd pleaser, that is. You basically, if the Packers did relocate to Scotland, your Twitter handle would, like, like you've already taken it. Um, yeah. So you would own that. They'll have, to pay, you, yeah, they'll have you, to pay you off. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to organize for this. I mean, seriously, though, I am really looking forward to some expand, like some NFL expansion. I do think that a London team hopefully isn't too far away. So I had what, yeah. what about you? You know, where are they going to move and why are they going to sell vanilla ice cream in the concession stand? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Damn it. These uh, are getting ripped by the guests. <laughs> this is just crap. Uh, so I've got two thoughts. Um, I want to keep it as close as I can so I can still go see games. So one thought is the northeastern corner of Iowa because I'm not going down to Illinois. They already got the Bears. I don't care. I'm not going to Indiana or Michigan, like, nah. So it's either that corner of Iowa or the UP. I'll take the UP. And I think the UP is a little bit, like, just more fun. You know, you're going to get all the crazy weather that you get for Green Bay and everything. And then for my concession food, I'm going to go crazy, and I'm going to go Tomahawk steaks. So you can just hand them out and people <sighs> eat them off the bone. Like love the it. turkey legs at Disney, yeah. but it's a Tomahawk I love steak. it. Uh huh. I love the idea of that being the UP. Actually, that'd be that'd be kind of dope. It's just UP and people are just feirally eating their tomahawks. Oh yeah, I love in the, in the snowy stands. Yes, I think that absolutely would be perfect. 
<laughs> be tremendous. Uh, next question. If Jordan Love is average, what is the Packers' record? Now, uh, Sarah, I'll do you want to start this one? <laughs> so when we were chatting about this one Yeah, when you're chatting about this one before, like if he's average, then they'll probably just go five. They'll probably be 500 right they around there. can't go 500. I know, but, not, you know, nine and eight, right around there. And then Dusty's like, oh, I'm going to pull up the percentage of, of – av- or the records of average quarterbacks from last this year. This is a DYAR in the and, – And Steve and I just paused and we were like, yeah, Pete, this is what happens. Dusty's just way smarter than us. So, Dusty, take it away. What, what did your research tell us? Yeah, I mean, I went with with football outsiders DVOA and DYAR because I was trying to find like who like the average level of the quarterback. Basically, you're not doing that with like passing stats. You're saying like where are we best looking at average? And if you're looking at average, actually, I resorted the table and I was looking at this a little different. I was originally thinking it was um, Mac Jones, uh, Tannehill last year, but actually, if you look at the DVOA, like kind of the which would zero zero DVOA percentage is essentially average. Point at 0.3% DVOA, so just a hair above average, is Aaron Rodgers last year. And Kyler Murray was at negative 6.6, so he was a hair under the line. So what you're looking at is essentially somewhere in the, from last year, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, uh, Aaron Rodgers, even Kenny Pickett, kind of all in that mold. So if you're looking at, that's that was by DVOA, roughly average quarterback play last year. What do they do? With the receivers a little older, those guys having a little more time to develop, and Lafleur kind of, you know, he's now got got love. Love's been sitting there for a little bit. If he performs at that level, and then Christian Watson steps his game up, Dobbs steps his game up, I, yeah, I'd say, I mean, right, like over five hundred. Say you're looking what uh, ten and seven, eleven and six is not outside their own possibility with quarterback play as we deem what was average last year. I, I, I think that seems about right to me. That's hoping the defense is something better than like just a- absolute garbage. Um, Dusty, but, think of all the first round picks they have on the defense. So many, dude. They got, <laughs> they got so many, Steve. Pete, what do you think? If they're, if, if Jordan Love is average, where you where do you see the Packers? I think they've got a good enough team around them that, yeah, I think they can go 11 and six. I'll, I'll stick to what I said before, even though that's what I said they would do if he was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, uh, I'll just be uh, nothing if not consistent here. I mean, I mean, I, I think that the I think there's a lot of things about this team that are going to be better this year than they were last year. Like the offensive line being the main one. Uh, if you have Bakhtiari starting at left tackle, uh, if you've got Elton Jen- Jenkins starting at left guard, if Myers can take even the slightest step up, you've got a really solid starting five. Now, obviously, that's going to have to offset the fact that blocking from tight end isn't going to be as good, isn't going to be anywhere near as good. So if the Packers have been good this year, the offensive line has to be really good. But I think we have the chance to be better than last year. And so if Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers last year, I think we're going to go to the playoffs. Okay. Dusty, I know you've got a good answer for this one. So you're the defensive coordinator for the Bears week one. Uh, what's your game plan and what's the Packers counter? Yeah, my game plan is it. So when Steve and I, Steve and I went to that Bears game, what was that, Steve? 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. It was, yeah, it was late season Bears game we went to. And like the first play of the game, first series of the game, the Bears were on offense. We were just talking about like, there's not a single Packers player deeper than seven yards. The deepest safety was like in the box, essentially. <laughs> if I'm the Bears coming out, that's exactly what I do until like, it, it, 
make Jordan Love beat you until he proves that he can. We just they're gonna want to run. They might want to ease him in a little bit. So if I'm not if I'm the Packers, then I'm a bombs away, baby. I'm going I'm going max protect, or you know I'm running two man routes, whatever you need to do, and I'm bombing to Christian Watson to get him out of it, and then you can kind of go from there. But I think that's I think that's what I have to do. The Bears do not have a good defense, and so you just yeah pack it in, make them make them beat you with the past, make them prove that they can, and then when they can, you can adjust. But I think that's I think that's the way you do it. Put some put pressure on Love in the passing game. Okay. That's, I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, even if you, you know, Christian Watson has blazing speed, you'd still consider that the, the way to go. I do. Cause then it's still, uh, I mean, you can, I, I say like you're packing the box. It's not 11 men in. If you want to shade a safety over Christian Watson, and then if he's going to go deep, I've got that cap with a safety. He can still maybe beat you with a crosser or something, but you can you can kind of pad his side, but like I don't know, am I going to be scared of Romeo Dobbs? I'll go, I'll man up on Romeo Dobbs. I'll basically, I'll one double play one double. You're run du- one double in Christian Watson. You're packing the box and you're saying someone's going to beat us, and we'll just we'll see what happens from here and make make Jordan Love kind of go through his reads and do that. I think that that'd be the way to go. Uh, so this last one comes from Jacob. Would you take twenty thousand dollars straight up, or take your chances at two hundred thousand dollars? for each successful extra point you make out of 10 live reps. Now, we had some debates back and forth what live reps qualifies as, so we decided it's in practice, simulations, and you've got offensive line, defensive line coming full force at you. So out of 10, how many extra points could you make? That's that's the gamble there. So uh, With the other stipulation, I think we said being – we, for for our purpose, we're gonna say you get to warm up for as long as you want to yes. ahead of time, and then once you say go, you get those ten live reps. Yeah, you're not just walking into a cold. Yeah. You can get some warm ups, so you can kind of get some practice for field goal kicking. Um, but Pete, we'll start with you. How many? What's what's your choice? Are you taking just twenty k, or are you gonna take the chances of making an extra point? I mean, I'm gonna have to bet on myself to make one. I mean, you only have to make one, and then it's totally worth it. Although I think maybe I've got a decent leg, right? You know, I grew up playing a lot of soccer, a lot of rugby. I reckon that I could make I could make one. Now, having said that, if someone blows me up, right, then I will then afterwards curl up like a hedgehog and probably not do anything else. But I think maybe I could, yeah, I would go, I'd go for it. I would go for it for the fun. Okay, Sarah, our soccer star. What, what about you? Yeah, I would go for it. Uh, I feel very confident that I could make the one and it would be worthwhile. I, I would be bold enough to say I could make a few. Um, but yeah, I've played soccer many years. I was pretty good. <laughs> and I've kicked at, like extra points before with some friends, you know, just messing around. I know that live version is a bit different, but I definitely have the leg to do it. I, I would be able to do it. I've done it. There's a video of me on, on Twitter doing it at the uh, college football hall of fame in Atlanta, uh, which is a, a fun memory. Um, but yeah, I'm betting on myself a million times over for this one. We've got uh, uprights like about two minutes from my house. So I may, may go out and try this tomorrow. Like my gut, what the way I want to go is say, I want to believe in myself. I want to have confidence in myself that I could do this. That's I can make one. It's worth one. $200,000 life-changing money. Well, $20,000 is also a lot of money. And I pulled a muscle in my leg legging out an infield single in church league softball a couple years back. That still hurts. So, buddy, I think I'm just taking that 20K. Like, I don't think this ends well for me. 
you know, I'm kind of of the same ilk as, as Dusty, man. I, I would love to think that I could do it. But the fact that I'd be having 11 dudes running at me as fast as humanly possible. And then, B, I don't know if you guys remember this. After the double doink, uh, in Chicago, they had, like, a competition yeah. for people to kick a 42-yard field goal. It did not go well. Like That's there far. Was every... 42 yards is far. This that's is 10 much yards different. further. That's that's nine no, no, yards. It's, it's ten. It's ten yards. We're like we're nine yards closer. Like right, I'm saying, like, that field goal yeah. was ten yards further away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that much of a difference. Huh. Yeah, because some of those guys are missing real bad. Oh, it was real, bad. Real bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was in the snow, but I mean, I think given the chance, I think I would. I think I would just try for the two hundred because I mean, if I can connect on like you know, like Pete said, if you can connect on one, that's it. You're good. You can go. You can do whatever you want. The rest of them. So. Um, I think I'd try that, but, uh, Pete, before we go, do you, have, I appreciate you basically running this thing. Cause I completely forgot to talk about everything else. Um, so I'm glad that you're here. Um, so is there any other questions that popped in your mind? Well, I mean, I've got some package questions for you more generally. Like it's sort of, yeah, it is package question. Um, who are you rooting for the most this year? Like, who do you want to come out and really ball out, not including Jordan Love? And not necessarily because they could be the best player, but just like someone that you feel, I don't know, like some weird personal connection to, or just that you think it'd be really nice, or that you think it'd be really good for the Packers. I feel like Steve and I are going to answer me parodies of ourselves. So I, I'll lead us off here, Steve. I, I'll, I'll take Josiah DeGora. I mean, the easy answer, I think, for me is Christian Watson, because if he does, like, if he does take that leap, he could he could be one of the best wide receivers in football. If he if he becomes what you hope he's going to become, what what his traits say he will. But DeGuar is a guy I've been rooting for. I've been on his side for a long time in terms of what he gives a running game, kind of the unheralded role. And with the tight end room where it is, I think he's got a chance now. I don't think he's going to light anything up, but he's a guy that I've I, I like the way he goes about his business. I like the way he plays. Uh, I like the way he finishes his blocks. He's a guy. He's not dirty, but he certainly he blocks to the whistle when he gets his once he gets his hooks and he doesn't let go. So I, I love watching him play. And he's a guy I, I I cannot help but root for uh, this year specifically. So again, complete parody of myself because at this point I feel like every episode I, I bring him up um, that surprises no one. But that's that's my guy. I'm gonna I'm, I'm not gonna go my normal route because <laughs> this actually was not just because it's one of those things like I feel like that's very well known for me. But I'm going Luke Musgrave. Like I think that's one I want to see. I think a it would be awesome for the Packers and for Jordan Love to have a reliable tight end. Uh, but I mean, the guy's got—he's just oozing with potential. And if he can start doing some seam routes and start, you know, you know, going passing linebackers and, and doing some good things, I mean, that's going to do a world of difference for Jordan Love. So I mean, a, a young quarterback's best friend is always a tight end, and the Packers really don't obviously have any experienced ones. So I think to me, that's that's where I'm hoping there's some breakout that we normally don't see from Packers rookies. And for me, it's Eric Stokes. And we talked about this a few weeks ago with Matt that, you know, last year injuries and it was just rough all around. And that was after a rookie year where there was a lot of promise and things. And I was pretty hopeful and excited. So this year I'm, I'm really rooting for him to turn things around and get back to, you know, what we saw his first year and even better. Um, you know, that's, that's a position that I think the Packers really need, um, in addition to what they already have, just some extra spark. And if he's able to to make it work, that could be really exciting. 
Uh, so I'm rooting for him and, and I really hope it works out. Those are, those are both great answers. Um, I'm really excited about the tight ends this year. Uh, so really uh, looking forward to seeing how Musgrave does and Stokes. I mean, you can't help but rooting for that guy. And I really hope he makes a comeback. I mean, I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Kraft and Musgrave because I kind of feel similarly about tight ends to the way Steve does about linebackers. Like, I really like tight ends. Something about big, powerful, fast guys that, you know, really uh, represents. Let's be careful where you're going with this. Really gets his motor going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that let that sentence drift away. Just like, dot, yep, dot, yep. Dot. I'd suggest moving on. <laughs> the, the other player, and this is someone I suppose I, really, I just really want him to do well, but I'm a little bit worried about is Keyshawn Nixon. And I'm not worried about him in the return game at all, but I really want to see him do well in the slot. Partly because he's a great guy. He's so easy to root for. Um, and, you know, I want him to have a great career. But I am also a little bit worried because we've really not seen him much in the slot. And I don't feel like there's much of a plan B in place. Last year, we went in going, okay, fine. Jair on the outside, um, Stokes on the other side. And we'll play Rasul in there. And it just didn't play to Russell's strengths. Now, I'm not saying that that's necessarily going to happen this year um, with Keyshawn, but he is untested. And if it doesn't work out, I do actually think that could be a bit of a problem for us this year. So I really want him to succeed, both for himself, for the backers, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. One. Can I get one last question? Yeah. Do it. Okay. What are you guys – like, have you guys talked about – the future of the pod and any changes that you might like to make or any new like things that you might like to do with it. You know, you've been going for a few years now. What are the next few years going to bring? We've, we've kind of, when we, and think Steve mentioned earlier, we, we've kind of talked about a live show at some point, you know, just, just some, something, whether that's tied to the podcast or not, just some, something streaming that people can either come on for a few minutes or, or throw comments out or something like that. Um, but I don't know. We 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 haven't really talked about. It. We just we go about our daily lives and then and then uh, record on Tuesday. I mean, we have a blast doing it. It's kind of one of those if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of things. But I think a live show at some point again, whether that's part of the podcast or not, I think would would be fun. Um, because we love we love these shows where we get to interact with people. So it gives us a chance to interact with with more people. Um, get get some more input there, which would be awesome. But um, yeah, I don't know if either of you guys have an answer. I don't I don't really know that I have anything in mind. If these two would ever get off their lazy butts and want to be a host once in a while, it's it's always fun for me when I get to not be the host and I get to, you know, get asked questions as opposed to teeing them up all the time to make them look super smart. That'd be cool with me, you know, but they never ask. They never ask me, Pete. It's always just like, how do, how, how can I make them look smart? And he's so, talking about the know. episodes where we have to pretend to care what he's talking about. That's those are the episodes he's talking about. I get it now. Okay, mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you do such a good job. Yeah, yeah, that's why you know. See, I do it. I generally do it when you're not here, Steve. And I, I never feel like I'm doing nearly as good a job as you. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. rushing through stuff. Sarah has to do the outros because I never remember to do like the yeah, follow us. Just to- forget, so I'll like, just do like it, and then he's like, "Oh, thanks for doing that." <laughs> Uh, um, I would. I don't. Whenever I'm not on the episode, I don't listen to it. So it's fair. They're our best ones. For me, I, I we need to think of something actually because now that um, 
that we won't have to listen. And by we, I mean me. Uh, I won't have to listen to Pat McAfee every Tuesday during the season. Uh, that's a good, you know, two or three minutes on the episode that we could dedicate to something else, maybe introduce a new segment during the season, uh, something like that. So uh, we we have been actually the last couple of weeks, you know, just kind of thinking through what are some things that we can do. Uh, so hopefully we'll have, we'll have some ideas that actually come to fruition soon. That's really cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about those ideas in the next few weeks. Well, Pete, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. You've gotten to get a, a peek behind the curtain. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it was worth it and you enjoyed yourself. Um, but I had, I had great fun, and I'd recommend this to everyone next year when you guys do this. Apply. We'll have a blast. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you guys are following Pete on Twitter at Scotland Packers. Uh, Dusty's at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4, at Steve Perhatch, and at Packaday Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back minus Dusty next week, um, so be sure to tune in for that. Thank you for your questions. Love all that, but we'll be back next weekend. As always, Go Pack Go!